if you're going to do foliar feeding, you've got to do it the correct way or you'll just be wasting your time and your money. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hello, and welcome to this episode on the podcast of A Better Way to Farm. We really appreciate you guys tuning in, and thank you for your time. When we finish, we would appreciate it if you'd be so kind as to give a rating at the end of this and maybe share it with a friend. You know, here at A Better Way to Farm, we spend our time helping growers improve yields and increase profits. That's what we're truly all about. We're really lucky tonight because we have a very good friend of mine. We've been friends for a lot of years. who's going to join us on the call and he's going to talk about practical, real-world experience in foliar feeding. And there's nobody that's better suited to do this. This individual's been farming his entire life, has won the NCGA national contest at some level more than 24 times. Him and his family do a fantastic job of farming down at Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And I'd like to welcome to the call my good friend, Jerry Cox. Jerry, thanks for being here. I'm happy to be here, Rod. <laughs> And, Jerry, I know we're going to get some beeps, and that's quite all right, because we're recording this as you're running the corn planter. And I appreciate you being willing to take time. Yeah, I think – let me look here. I think I just – oh, I like two-tenths of an acre, and I'll be half done. (laughs) (laughs) With the corn. uh, Yeah, with the corn. So we're we're hitting a big moment here as you're you're doing this. So so you're going to get halfway done while we talk, hopefully. Uh, We'll be halfway done here in about 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Jerry, we met clear back in 2001. We've been working together. This will be our 22nd season, and I appreciate your loyalty and everything that you've done with us and to help us. It's been a lot of fun. I'm not really going to go into the story right now about I know why you're here is because of the test plots and the results. I want to jump fast forward to help people out, Jerry, and talk about foliar feeding. You know, we have really high inputs this year, but we have really big opportunities in marketing. We've got big prices for grain, and I think this is a year to take care of those, take advantage of those, and push these crops to get all the bushels. Hmm. So, Jerry, talk to us about your very first experience with foliar feeding, because everybody has to have that rough first start. (laughs) Talk to us about how you got started doing it. Well, you know, I had been using some of the Compton products, the starter fertilizer, and some of the micros for a couple of years, and I'd never done any foliar feeding, but then I found out how I was actually supposed to do it. If you're going to do foliar feeding, you've got to do it the correct way, or you'll just be wasting your time and your money. So after I went to some meetings and uh, with Denny Damon, the pro-ag programs that learned the proper timing of the foliar feedings and not only the growth stages of the crop, but the time of day makes a huge difference. And, of course, the products you use, too. I mean, I'd never taken tissue tests before, so that was a new experience. My Actually, my first year, I didn't have a uh, sprayer of my own. So I had to rely on my local fertilizer dealer who, you know, sprayed too. So I had to do that. And that was a little bit of an issue. And I was determined I was going to do it the right way. I mean, Rod, if you want, you know, I can go through, you know, the stages or if you want me to. I appreciate that. Yeah, I went through those on last week's podcast episode, Jerry. But why don't you hit them again? Because it's really important to know what those are and get it correct. 
Well, the first foliar feed should be done around the B4 growth stage, B3 to B5. And we want to take a tissue analysis and, and find out maybe a high in a nutrient. It doesn't mean that it's actually getting in the plant. So we want to take a tissue analysis to see what, you know, we actually need. Now, after you do it for about three years or so, you'll kind of catch on what you're actually going to have to have. It comes up year after year after year, usually the same elements. So that first foliar feed there at V3 to V5, and I tend to hit it a little bit early. I like the V3 rather than wait to the V5. And the reason for that is if you have to have a rainy spell, which we've had all kinds of rainy spells this spring, you know, you might miss it. So I would tend to go with V3, and I don't like to co-apply herbicides when I'm actually foliar feeding. So I'll make another trip over the field rather than you don't want to be trying to kill something and trying to make something grow better, too, at the same time. <laughs> Probably my thoughts. So I'll actually make another trip. Now, that first foliar feed, typically now for me on corn, is going to be the micros is going to be zinc and boron. Of course, we always add a couple, a gallon, half, two gallons of us. 31818 starter fertilizer. It's the same thing as we use for a starter. Whatever you use for a starter, you use the same thing for a carrier. And we try to keep our volume amount we apply. Of course, you can't apply like two or three gallons. But that's too low a rate, so you have to add water, but we like to keep that down. I typically run about eight gallons when I foliar feed. Another thing is we want really high pressure, so 70 pounds of pressure is a minimum for me. That's minimum. Usually it's around 80 when I'm foliar feeding. Well, after we found out what we need and we do that, and then I mentioned the time of day, you've got two options. You either want to do it as early in the morning as you possibly can or after the sun goes down and it's almost dark. And the reason for that, we want cooler weather we don't want it to be hot and that plant being stressed. So that's the reason uh, we do that. Actually, I think if you could do it when the temperature was 70 degrees would be idea, but that's usually not going to happen. And if it gets above, say, upper 80s, 88 or so, I, I just don't fold your feet. So we just have to wait for a time when it's not that warm. So we do that with high pressure, and uh, that would be our first, first foliar feed. There's, you know, there might be some other products you would want to add besides the starter fertilizer. We have a product called Foliar Excito that I used uh, on that first foliar feed. You know, it's worked out real well. Now, the second foliar feed, I use typically do the same thing, but it's from around V8 to V10. So the plant's getting bigger. We typically use the same products, now, except foliar excito. We would only use it at the earlier application. So that's our second time. Now, <laughs> talk about my first year. Well, we got a rainy spell when it came time to do my second application. I couldn't get in the field to do it. I mean, I didn't even have a sprayer myself, but I couldn't get anybody to do it because it was too wet. So I actually got an airplane 
Now, they love doing that because they like those low rates. And there, I mean, three gallons per acre is what they would use, you know, with a couple gallons of fertilizer and, and your microbes. So that works out real good with an airplane. Now, the third application, we use different products. We use what we call a feast XL. It's a nitrogen and has a little bit of boron in it. And we do that about R2, which we do co-apply that with a fungicide. So, so we can kill two birds with one stone, you know, and that's done with an airplane too. So after that first year and after I saw the results, I'll just tell you what, you know, what I saw that first year. I'd been entering the national corn yield contest for several years and I'd had a little bit of success. But that first year that we did fuller feeding, we actually won four national awards. And at the time, now there's been other farmers that have won four since then, but at the time that was the most one individual farming operation had won four national awards in the same year. And these were all in different classes too. It wasn't all in the same class. So had a pretty good experience, and so I decided that I was going to do a lot more that first year. It was on basically not all my acres, just uh, acres that I was entering in the yield contest. Probably it was around an 80-acre field, a couple of fields. But anyway, I decided if I was going to do this, I had to have my own sprayer. So we, uh, I uh, purchased a sprayer, and then I've been doing it myself because then we can do it. I mean, sometimes we actually do it at night, but usually it's early in the morning or real late in the evenings when we do it. Rod, I don't know anything else you'd like to ask me, what I've done or anything. Well, I want to to make a point here. I'll make sure everybody caught this. There are people out there who who try to get guys to full their feed, and they'll just tell them whatever they want to hear, and so they'll say, you can do a weed and feed, and you can. But I'm with you, Jerry. I don't like that. I want to do my killing when I'm killing, and then I want to do my feeding when I'm feeding. And I mean, the pressure that we need—the pressure we need to be successful with full air feeding—is way too much for chemicals. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I full air feed every acre that now as soybeans too. You know? okay. So I'd rather go a lower rate, a gallon or a gallon and a half of fertilizer, and smaller amounts of micros and actually do it more times. You know, that's what I feel. I, I mean, I've seen some real good success doing that. That's Yeah, that's fantastic. And so I want to make sure we've got it down here. You're using either a 318.18 or a 918.9, correct? Yes, and, and most of the time it's been a 318.18. That's the product that I use mostly. Product of choice, yeah. And then yeah. you're putting in the micros, but that is not a micro pack. You're doing micros based no, off of the I, tissue absolutely. Test. Yeah, absolutely. It's a t- come off tissue test. You know, like I say now, not uh, corn. I I do add a little bit of manganese now. I used to not, but soybeans. That is a must on soybeans is manganese. I mean, we've just seen such good results with that product, and there's a reason for it <laughs> because of the Roundup. <laughs> you know, reducing the levels of manganese in your soybean plants. So. I've seen some really good results using manganese. But I'd rather, like I said, I'd rather do it. I I wouldn't just say one time and put on a lot. I'd rather do it at the right time multiple times. So that's my thoughts on it. And then confirming, you like the 
foliar excito, which is a plant growth regulator at the first foliar feed. Are you doing anything with sugar on any of these? At oh, any yes, I did mention this. Absolutely. Every time I spray or I plant for a starter, and my starter in furrow, I've got sugar in there. Every okay. time. Yes. Every trip. Okay. Yes. And then that was at the first two windows. The third window, there's that R2 stage. Now you've switched over to a, a 26% nitrogen with a half a percent boron. What kind of results are you attributing just that foliar feed to, Jerry, with that XL? If you're going to use the XL, I would use it on our best field. Uh, and there's yep. a reason, you know, if you're going to get a yield increase, you get a percentage. So what, what yep. would you rather have, 5% of uh, 150 bushel corn or 5% of 250 bushel corn? And exactly. Same, same product. So... That's where I would do that, Feast XL, that late application. Yeah. Super. So. Yeah, and I, Jerry, I also want to point out that you said never over eight gallons of the acre. I, I appreciate that. That's kind of like a really important part of what we do to keep that volume low and keep that pressure high. I attribute a lot of your success to that. I want to confirm something. Did you just say that you fully feed 100% of your acres? I do. I absolutely do. Now, I, I will admit, on my very best ground that I'm really pushing the yield, I will be a little more <laughs> extensive about my foliar feed. I, it may get an extra trip or something like that, but I actually do foliar feed every acre, corn and soybean. So, and we've got great stories. I'm not going to share those in the interest of time to respect your time, Jerry. I want to encourage the people listening. They need to come to one of our Fundamentals of Agronomy training and here you talk about your greatest experience with foliar feeding. I'm not going to talk about it tonight. They just got to come to one of the meetings and hear it because it's a moneymaker and it's a, it's a great story that they can take a lot out of. But I appreciate that. So, Jerry, what would you say to the guy who's listening to this podcast? And he's like, yeah, dude, that sounds good, but I don't know if I want to. What, what encouragement would you give a guy who's never done it and thinking about it? Well, you know, like I said, you know, take your best field and just try it. I didn't go 100% foliar feeding my first year. I might have done 120 acres altogether the first year. But after I saw the results of what happened, then and the second year I didn't go 100%. But I kept increasing it, and I am 100% now foliar feeding. So, you know, just take a few acres and try it. A gallon and a half or two gallon of fertilizer, of course, it's a lot higher now than it used to be, but it's not going to break you. I mean, we're getting a lot better prices for our crops, too. So just take it and try it and see what happens. Absolutely. And that's the bottom line. I know every year, Jerry, I respect so much. You're always trying something new. You're always learning. Sidebar, how important would it be for guys who are looking to implement this into their operation going forward? We're actually going to do a Fundamentals of Agronomy training, uh, the 7th and 8th in Ankeny, Iowa. And, Jerry, I right now I want to go ahead and give you your invitation to come to that if it works, if you're not busy foliar feeding. But uh, how important would it be for the guys to get to that training to, to learn well, more about that? Yeah, yeah you, can, you can learn a whole lot more going to that training than what you can listen to me because if you have a specific question, you, you know, you can get it answered right then. And talk to people that have had experience doing it. And you'll learn some of the things not to do, too. I mean, people, you know, everything, <laughs> you know, doesn't always work like we want it to. You can learn what not to do, too. 
which might be more important than learning what to do because it keeps you from losing a bunch of money. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you hear a lot about foliar feeding, and people say, oh, I tried that, and it didn't work. Well, how did they do it? You know, they go out there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon when it was 95 degrees in the shade. No, it's not going to work, and that's very important. So that's, exactly. that's one of the reasons I had to have my own sprayer so I could control that and, and do it. You know, it's hard to, you know, hire somebody and say, now nah, I want you to spray it. I want you out here at 6 o'clock in the morning, or I want you out here at 7 <laughs> o'clock in the evening. I mean, you know. <laughs> they're not they're farmers. Not they don't. That. They don't. They don't have the same hires the farmer has. So uh, anyway, yeah, so you'll you know you've got to do it the right way. So if you want it to work. Well, Jerry, I really appreciate your time. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Uh, you know, if the guys have questions, we could do a conference call if we had some interest in that. But most importantly, it would be they could just come to up there to Ankeny on the 7th and 8th of July and really get in-depth on this and, and figure it out. And I just want to encourage people, it's something worth trying, especially this year. It's really something worth trying. So, guys, I appreciate you tuning in, taking part tonight. You know, if you're interested, we have a lot of videos over on the Facebook page, Better Way to Farm. If you want some cheap entertainment, you can go to TikTok. We've got a lot of short videos there, and some of the conversation gets really interesting there if you'd like to be entertained. And then we also would encourage you to stop by abetterwaytofarm.com, the website, and give that a go and take a look at the profit calculator and see what you get. Again, if you find value in what we do, share it with a friend, and be so kind as to give us a rating. We'd appreciate that great. So, guys, thank you very much for tuning in, and we really do hope you're having a better day. A better way to farm.com. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.